Thanks for tuning in to Black Excellence Radio. We have a great show today. Um, I have my co-host with me as well, Ash. Ash Bash. And you know me. Everybody knows Speakeasy Grip, a.k.a. Dirt McGurk McFly. And today we have a great, great guest on the show today, a uh, good friend of mine, an author, a publicist, a media mogul by the name of Tamika Newhouse. Ooh, media mogul. I like that. As you can hear in the background. So introduce yourself to the people that may not know who you are. Hi, everybody. My name is Tamika Newhouse, and I am just a creative preneur. I love to create stories, and I love money. Yes. Simply put. Mm. <laughs> so simple, yet subtle, yet amazing. Hey. Let's throw it out there. All the amazingness and all, you know, all those great possibilities. I'm going to co-sign with you. Awesome. So for someone who doesn't know you and has just met you, where did you get started? Like, how did this journey happen? Well, for those who do not know me, I, I'm best known for the stories that I tell. I, I write romance novels, and I currently have 16 out. And um, I got started because I wanted, I had this book that I had freehand wrote when mm-hmm. my mother had passed. I think I was about 20. And I wanted to create a story to kind of distract me from my everyday life. And I ended up creating this book called The Ultimate No-No. Um, but it's, I let it sit for like a year, not really knowing that I could self-publish my own project and put it out there. But then when I did, when I discovered self-publishing, um, I went, did the research, did all the steps, launched my own company. And I was, you know, creating book store, uh, tours, and I was on the road, and I was, I was doing everything I could to let people know that this book was out even before the book was released. Hmm. And then from there, I started publishing other people. And um, like the long story short, by 23, I was able to quit my job. And I've been doing this thing ever since. That's amazing. So are you originally from here? No, I'm a cowgirl. That's why I keep saying howdy. Yes, I'm from Texas. Oh, wow. All my exes live in Texas. So, you, <laughs> so when did you come to um, Georgia? I was 26, and what's crazy is I think I was maybe 12 years old when I first told my mother that I was going to move to Atlanta. Really? Mm-hmm. I was going to become an arthurist, and I was going to write full-time. And I used to have these visions that I would be, like, in a cafe just writing, mm-hmm. sipping on coffee, which is crazy because back then I hated coffee. It was very disgusting. And then, back coffee. then, we didn't have laptops or anything Exactly. Like that. So, for me to see myself sitting in a, in a cafe, mm-hmm. working, and sipping coffee, that was very, you That's know, a big deal. That's a big deal. You know, like, very I, I, I often say that I speak things into existence, and I'm very intentional with everything that I want to do. And here I am, living in Atlanta still, full time. Um... I'm still a writer, and I'm still not able... Well, I still don't have to go work for anybody else. So, if I wanted to, I could, obviously. But, no, nope, I'm still so doing everything I want to. inspiring well, to not work That's for someone else. What it about is. You? It's absolutely beautiful. I don't we, like the mornings and stuff. We talked about that with uh, a guest we had on a couple weeks ago, Vision, about, you know, working for people and then not working for people and when you're trying to pursue your dreams and how you have to really take hold of it because it's like it's easy to get caught up in the nine to five and let your dreams go by but sometimes you work and then you like it comes to a point like you did at 23 you're like you know what i'm done with y'all this is all about me and what i'm going to create and now i got something to give back to the world and do it on my own way so with i've noticed nowadays especially living in atlanta everybody is really trying to pursue being an entrepreneur and being their own boss here we go with that boss <laughs> is there <laughs> Like, did you have a set plan? Like, okay, this is what I need to do. This is how it should be done. Like, going 
to where you're to where you are right now um yes now, I did not have intentions on doing half of the things I ended up doing. Mm. Um, I knew I wanted to, you know, write books and eventually go into film. But everything in between from creating the award show to publishing to um, traveling and speaking and, and then tapping into a children's book and YA uh, novels, I never really saw myself going that route. I just saw some things that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I went and discovered the steps to do them, and I just did it. And I, I kind of do that with everything that I want to do, even now with the things I'm getting prepared to do. Mm-hmm. I do the research, and I just go and do it. Only because that's just the type of person that I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but life is, like, really, 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 really short. Like, mm-hmm. these years be going by, and before you know it, it the whole, as you see, we're in a new decade. Yeah. And I just refuse to kind of just straddle the fence. Yeah. And kind of just half-ass do the things that I want. I just want to do everything that I want to do. I'm glad I met someone like that because I'm the same way. And I don't know, someone's saying it was, my mom says, she's like, you're an Aries. You don't want to just do one thing. Like, you feel like if you know you can do everything yeah. else, you're just, you're going to do it. And some people think that's crazy, though. Like, it is. Instead of just doing. It is people, a form of craziness because it's not secure. Yes. Like, you don't have any security in entrepreneurship. So mm-hmm. the, which is why when, when people keep saying they're a boss mm-hmm. or, you know... I, I know you was like, that. oh, here comes this boss. Because everybody has, has these folks. <laughs> Granted, not to knock your dreams and your goals, but yeah. you're still working, you know, the, the job to fund exactly. the thing that you really want to do. Exactly. Now, you're going in the right direction by mm-hmm. finding a way to maintain both. Yep. But real entrepreneurship... It is one of the most uncomfortable and challenging, but yet mm-hmm. fulfilling journeys that you will ever take. Mm-hmm. Because it, I mean, it's the sky is is the limit, and then it's not exactly. You know, you get what I'm saying. Like mm-hmm. you can do it all, or you can do nothing. Like you can, you know, have an abundance, or you can just have a little bit. It really depends on how much you put into it. But it's kind of like the fruits of your labor. Mm-hmm. The more you put into it, the more you can get back. And this is why I choose this journey for myself because one, I'm not a great employee. Mm-hmm. Two, I hate routine. Mm-hmm. And then three, I know that if I take something safe, the my the the possibilities are very very limited. Exactly. Like it's, I'm not going to be doing much more than just this. Exactly. I can do that. I'm good on that. That's why I told my boss. I'm a nanny. I told her. I said I told her straight up. I said after you guys, I'm done. Like I told her, I was like I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I you, can't. You get stuck in it. Yeah, I, kids, yeah. I'd be like, look, you said two years. We're going on like three to four years with kids. Wow. Yeah, I can't. Speaking of, of jobs and stuff, I, never, I don't think I ever asked you, what, what were you working before you got started with the whole publishing company and the authors and, the, I hey, I quit. I hate you guys. What were you working? I was a teacher. Really? Yes, yeah, so I taught middle school. What? I'm <clears throat> oh, sorry. Anywho... <laughs> I was a teacher. Like, I've always, that's another thing I've always wanted to do. I used mm-hmm. to play school when I was, like, 8, 9, 10 years old. Um, I used to want to, you know, actually be a teacher. I love teaching things and showing people a new way, you mm-hmm. know, a new way to kind of see, you know, whatever it is that we're trying to learn. Exactly. Um, and ironically, I still do that now. Like, I still, I found a way to still teach within mm-hmm. the publishing industry. And um, me personally, I deal with my own mental health and mm-hmm. my own happiness. So I help people find ways, you know, to kind of discover who they are, you know, deal with their own grief, uh, give them tactics on how they can effectively communicate. So I found other ways to teach. 
you know, to share knowledge and wow. stuff. Wow. I, mean, I like you. Like, you do not understand. Like, everything really? you're saying is, oh, like, boy. stuff that I you live don't, You don't found a protege. Yes, because I got my degree in communication. <laughs> I did it, one, I'm going to admit it, because I was being lazy. I was like, this is an easy degree. But once I started to learn, like, how media and being in radio and then communicating with people is so much broader yeah. than just what people think. And, like, with me, when I, th- like, talk about relationships, people think, a boyfriend, girlfriend, partner type. I'm like, no, everybody's a relationship and how you communicate with it. Everybody has a different dynamic. Exactly. Everybody has a a different purpose. Yes. And what's crazy is, and I'm glad you you said that because people forget that even friendships are relationships. Exactly. I actually date my friends. I like to actually spend time with them. You have to learn them. You got to learn them. Like You got to go through your ups and downs, your past, all these things, the joys, the highs, the lows. Um, but experiences like yep. if I love you and I like you, whether mm-hmm. you like romantic or friendship wise, I want to spend time with you. I want to mm-hmm. have experiences with you. I want to learn from you. I want to bounce my ideas off of you. I want and vice versa. I want somebody to vent to. Like that's a, a relationship. Exactly. Like that's building a bond and a connection. Mm-hmm. Not just text and stuff that y'all doing and like going into the DM. That's well. boring. <laughs> That's boring. I mean, that's the way of the world now. You know, people don't do the face to face. They do the they do the oh, let me just slide in here real quick with a little. I'm slick over comment. that. Like I'm literally over that. Like I want to go out and, and meet somebody. Stuff. And yes, what, I want to be like oh. Yeah. Where would you go to meet them? Well, Monday because I like anime. So Monday uh, there's an event. I know there's an event at a bar called Monday Night Brewery. And they have like an anime night, nice. and I always okay. miss it. But it's black folks. Wow, it's a See, bunch of black people. Pretty much. That's it's like hip hop and all that stuff. Like, go drink a beer. It's like super cool, but See, a lot of people that, don't know. That's a good way to meet somebody like that. Like, in your field, yeah. like going out, like going something different, like meeting mm-hmm. up instead of versus just uh, you see a picture, you comment or something like that. Because I think social media and the way the world is with technology, we kind of lose face people of that lie. interaction. Right. And people yeah. can be anybody in front of yeah. on, social media. on social media. Sure. But in real life, it's you. So that first impression gonna be everything. And then granted, some people can kind of toe the line a little bit and mm-hmm. try to put on for a couple of months. But eventually, you you get to see who they are. And I hate giving out my social media. Like if a guy, I, the last guy I really liked, when he approached me, mm-hmm. he asked me for my Instagram. I noticed that. I in turn said, "You can only have it if you give me your number." Like, cause this is what we not about to do. We they just go straight to, to they just go to social media now. No, because then now you about to go down my page, <laughs> make this assumption of who I am. Exactly. Mm. I don't have time for that. Exactly. It may make you feel secure or make you feel like, ooh, you know, let me, you know, mm-hmm. she can help me do this. I don't, want, I don't have to deal with that. I don't mm-hmm. want to deal with the energy. You're quiet. What you talking about? I'm listening. Usually he's never quiet. You sure wasn't quiet two weekends ago. You just what's going on? Just, don't be what? intimidated. No, it's every time because when there's. When there's men, easy Griff. Anyway. When there's men on the show, he all just <laughs> zip, 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 first zip, off, you got know, maybe he's in. First off, you guys are having a good uh, rapport, and you. <laughs> well, you first off, y'all having a good rapport. Y'all building. Y'all getting to know each other. I know Tamika already. You know what I mean. So it's like for y'all, I'm I'm, enjo- I'm in a, I'm enjoying this this uh, <laughs> this this uh, this uh, Relationship and communication, y'all developing because it's pretty key. I'm learning stuff while y'all talking. Like y'all are actually having vital conversation. This ain't the same. This uh, this ain't the same. Speaker who was on here. I don't know what she's talking about. People, people. This is the same dirt. This is the same dirt McGirt that's hit every weekend. Uh, so I'm just. It's an Atlanta thing when Atlanta men connect with each other. It's like they just known each other for ten thousand years. People be hating. People be hating. I be like that with a lot of Atlanta dudes too. Like, cause I don't really connect as easily with women. Period. That is one thing 
I've noticed with myself, and I, I'm trying to figure out what it is. Usually I'm, like, really chill in the beginning, and then sometimes they take that, like, totally different. I know what it is. It's insecurity. Mm. Yeah, honestly. Like, you honestly would not have a problem with anybody in this world at all if you good and secure within yourself. Mm-hmm. Some of these baseless, you know, bad energies or just, you know, turning your nose up at somebody because they're different mm-hmm. or because they may have more mm-hmm. or whatever. Or maybe they just look better than you. Like, come on, like, let's just keep 100. I'd be people asking people, I'd be like, hey, so where'd you like, get those? How'd you right. do your hair? What'd you do? Like, if someone looks better than me, I'm be like, hmm, I wonder what the routine give her, is. Like, like. I'd be giving them compliments and stuff. I, I think that women are beautiful and I think men are handsome, beautiful and handsome. Elegant and creatures. That. And I think that if you dope, I think that we should be complimenting each other, praising each other, hyping exactly. each other up. I've noticed that you, well, being, I've been here a year, and that's like, there's two different sides of Atlanta that some, that there's a side that doesn't have that, and there's a side that has that. And I, when I first got down here, like, fully submerged myself into Atlanta and, like, different things, I'm like, I know this is, people are going to be like, what? I called, <laughs> I called Atlanta Instagram because it was like, an, almost like everybody had this Instagram filter. Oh, on. yeah. You mean everybody has filters, like everybody has a different face. I'm yeah. like that. And then like, there were so many, it, it threw me off. Like in Denver, we have YouTubers, but seeing YouTubers on Atlantic Station, like five of them in the same block doing pictures and stuff like that, yeah. that threw me off. I was yeah. like, what? Yeah, and then was I work with a lot of influential people and mm-hmm. a lot of people that's, that's supposed to have deep pockets, or just you know they have those relationships that can really elevate you, but they are just the same as me. So mm-hmm. it's often it's hard for me to be impressed with people in Atlanta these mm-hmm. days because I I know internally what's going on, and I was kind of like you when I first got here. Mm-hmm. I, I think I was about twenty six. I was I threw myself in everything in yeah. Atlanta. And I did a great bomb man job because even now when I come out, mm-hmm. I mean, I come when I say when I come out because I don't like to leave the house. <laughs> she don't. I don't. I like to stay home. Homebody, introvert. Like extremely, like I'm an extreme introvert. But when but she when go I out, do though, come out, you would never know. I, you would never know. Not only that, I I know more than half the people in the room because mm-hmm. I made an effort that when I do meet these people or when I do build these relationships, that you know they're a little bit like, they're long standing, mm-hmm. and I know how to ignite them and engage with them when I want to. But other than that. I think I'm out maybe three or four times a month. Oh, really? In the social scene. Because, like you said, everybody's wearing filters. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how to be fake. Mm-hmm. Um, my mouth holds no filter. Mm-hmm. And, I t- either, and I'm not the person in between. So either you're really, 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 really going to love me, mm-hmm. or you're really going to dislike me. Mm-hmm. And there's really no in between. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, so hey, well, I just, just I mean, have to deal with all those energies. You know, you call it what you see. I'd rather have somebody I either like or don't like instead of have somebody I'm trying to figure out do I like them or not. And you know what? You got a point. Mm-hmm. I like I'm not going to go back so and forth and figure out so if I like you. You'll know. You'll know. Yeah. When, I don't, when I don't like somebody, I don't like you. I don't fool with you. don't talk to you. Nothing. But if I like you, I'm going to rock with you. You know, then we're going to grow together. We're going to get to know you. We're going to develop a bond. Mm-hmm. I just don't like people. I, mean, I, don't I, I try, like I really, I genuinely do try get into, especially with the media world and entertainment world down here. And one thing a lot of people don't know is, I grew up having to deal with and talk with and deal with white folks. 
right. and then coming down here dealing with black people right. and black women, I had to change my whole approach, yeah. approach to everything. And now it's like I kind of like maybe overthink it a little bit when coming into certain plays and communicating with women. And men are easy. That's simple. That's yeah. easy to talk what? to. Men are, men are much easier to talk to because there's, yeah, I, we, I we guess in, uh-huh. in a sense, the, the energy there, there's no competition there. Mm-hmm. And we're common like, creatures. We don't have to compare and contrast because I'm a woman, mm-hmm. you're a man. That alone makes us totally different. But I think when it comes to a lot of the women, not just in Atlanta, but just generally in general, for those general, who yeah. are quote-unquote bosses or entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. these perceptions that, these, that they're putting out there, mm-hmm. I know what it's like. When you ain't got no money in the bank. Mm-hmm. I know what it's like when you're trying to reach out to friends and family to help you get through. Or I know what it's like when you're frustrated. Mm-hmm. Or you're trying to make this project work and you don't see how it's going to benefit your bills at the end of exactly. the Exactly. I know what it's like to just want to quit and want to yep. stop. You have a lot of people to be walking around, be acting like their whole fucking journey has been perfect. Mm-hmm. That, for me, is fake. And but, then you exactly. have the same people want to host these women empowerment events or these motivational or these vision board parties Friend. and try to encourage people how they can make it and get through it. How? Mm-hmm. When you haven't even told people about your own struggle. Like, I want to hear like, someone, like, look, right. for a year I was maybe doing Kind of like Tiffany Haddish. When she she kind of let people yeah, know, like, how, she, what she, yeah. she let people know, she like, hey, like, this is, I was living in a car, like, this shit wasn't sweet. Like, I just made it. I've been in this thing for 15, 20 mm-hmm. years. You know what I mean? So it's just like... Seeing the aspect is good because people be trying to hide it. I, I don't know what they're trying to hide. Like, for me, people are more able to relate to you when they know the struggle. Because exactly. everybody has a struggle. Mm-hmm. And every struggle is not defined. And it doesn't, like, show you who you are. It's just a journey you had to go through to get where you had to go. And each successful journey has a struggle. No mm-hmm. matter if it's at the beginning, yeah. the end, the middle. It's going to be a struggle regardless. We're I don't care. Right. with different levels, there's new demons and new experiences mm-hmm. and new tests and new trials all that. It just continues, and I wish that people understood that this journey to mm-hmm. entrepreneurship, to success, or whatever whatever dollar amount people are trying to reach, or I guess the cost of the freedom yeah. to live the life they want to, it's a constant revolving door mm-hmm. of dealing with all these different issues. Once you have attained and mastered one level, you got to keep going. Though. Exactly. And with those new levels, new challenges, um, new challenges, you're going to be uncomfortable because. What do they say? Success doesn't come in your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. The moment you find yourself where this work is too easy, yeah. or you ain't met no new people, or the people around you, you gotta switch you it no up. new opportunities, it's time exactly. to switch it up. It's time to go to the next level. It's time to find what new events can I go to? Mm-hmm. What new media can I outsource to? What new projects can I put out? Like, what can I do to keep making myself mm. relevant? And value, have that value. Yeah. And with dropping game today. And Shout with, out the new house. I know love Howdy. And with all of this, um, <laughs> with twenty twenty here and everything, I can tell you're someone who has plans and stuff. What plans do you have with your company that are coming up and everything? So I'm excited because first and foremost, with my own writing career, I'm about to put out my seventeenth romance novel and I've been struggling with this. Mm-hmm. Um because I felt like I, I've told my love stories in so many different ways. And so this one has been the most challenging but yet the most fulfilling because I intentionally, you know, wrote mm-hmm. and created this love story the way I really, really wanted it to be conveyed. So I'm excited about Sugar Hill. That comes out in March. 
Um, and then I have <laughs> Black Writers Weekend, which is a, a festival of events that I produce in Atlanta every summer. Mm-hmm. It's a three-day festival weekend, and that's um, coming the second weekend of June, as well as the AANBC Literary Awards. And the Literary Awards is like our own Grammys. Okay. I've that now for 12 years. You get to dress up and everything. Yeah, you get to dress up. How we fun. honor literary legends like Maya Angelou. Yeah. Or, uh, Tony Morrison, Nikki Giovanni, Tony Morrison. We did Terry McMillan, um, and then we tap into film. We honor those who created films. So we've even nominated people like Lena Waithe and Issa Rae. And, um, oh my God, Malcolm D. Lee, and all all these great Black creators. Exactly. So that happens in June as well. So I'm excited about that. That keeps me really, really busy. Um, and then my media company continues to grow. Now I'm, I think I have a team of 10 now. Oh, wow. Um, that I'm training and working with and building, you know, young entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Um, all of my positions within my company are remote. So they're able to live an entrepreneurial life with exactly. a team, um, which is something I never was able to experience when I became a young entrepreneur. So I'm teaching young you know, people to be not only know how to make money for themselves, but manage their time so they can make more money. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what else am I doing? You I mean, just, it's a lot. You it's just dropped a book with C.J. Watson. Oh, oh yeah, okay. So Former NBA player. <laughs> former thoroughbred. Our company works with a couple of former uh, athletes as well as so many different brands that you can think of, mm-hmm. studio heads, movie directors, screenwriters. C.J. Watson was one of the, the uh, athletes that we worked with. We put out a, a book series for him. His second Part of his book series actually comes out in March as well, doing March Madness. Smart, um, smart marketing right there. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going on tour. I have a podcast myself, which is an is an, an original series, mm-hmm. and a, I call it a memoir pod because through conversations you get to learn about me and my love languages, how I pursued all my, my goals and dreams, my pain, my grief, and then you hear a young Mika on the podcast. Oh, I so like ten years that. old. You get to hear parts of that and. That's edited within, you know, the conversations. And I love music, so I have this original music playing throughout the whole series. It's called Traces of Mika. It's a really, really dope project. It took me months to create. I like that. Um, but it's yeah, on Pandora, like a, too, ain't it? Yes, on Pandora. I got a... Uh, and then distributed through Pandora. Um, so, yeah, it's like, a, it's like a show in your ears. So, enjoy that. And then <laughs> I'm going on tour, so... You, you are so dope. Oh, my God. I told, that that I told you that before she sat down. I told you that. Well, yeah. But I don't know what that means. What, the only thing I'm doing is intentionally doing what I want to do. And that's, and that's dope. That's, that's because amazing. you're doing what you want to do. That's okay. what makes it dope. Okay. Like, when you doing, like, anybody who out here doing their thing, I show kudos to them, especially if they ain't got to work for nobody. Because right. I hate working for people. And I'm 30 years old. And you retired at 23. So, you know. Hey, I'm retired. That's my new headline. What? Make sure you tied at twenty three. Make sure you send me some of them coins for coining I that. I need to think about it like that. You know what I'm saying? You know, shout out to Speakeasy Griff. I always drop in the college dropout intellect. guy, so you don't technically need college dropout. But you, you really teacher. don't. You really don't. I was teaching in, in school. I quit. I quit school and teaching in the same month. You don't need a degree as a degree holder. Okay, you don't need a damn degree. Hey guys. Don't listen to them. You need a degree. You need to go to school. Okay, if you you're need to get educated, you should go to school. To I'm just talking crazy. I need to go to college. But you, <laughs> like, okay, first, first, for certain things, okay, like you want to be an architect. You want to be. Oh, yeah, things that you really got to learn. Yeah, yeah, like a doctor, a lawyer, certain things you got to go, and it's okay to pursue, but just know. Whatever you want to do in life, if there's a degree attached to it, pursue it by all means. But don't think that that has to be the only way you're going to succeed. If it well, works for you, it works for you. But if it don't, right. You can learn on your own. You can learn from people. Experience it. And the best teacher is experience. 
You can, go really to, you can go to school for 10 fucking years and, 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 and learn about everything on the book. Yeah. But as soon as you get to right. that field of that career, you won't know anything until you actually nope. experience and go through those trials do. and tribulations because that's what makes you the better person, the better, the yeah. better individual. I wish I knew that because my thing from my parents none of them went to college and I was the only one who went to college but your mom was military right everybody was military oh okay everybody military my mom went she got her you know back in the day you can get like associate and you can work your way up type stuff so she got associate's degree and went to accounting people still do associate's degree some people do surprisingly there's a couple of two year universities out here a lot of them I mean, you know, it's, 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 it's a stepping stone for some people that maybe don't want to go to college or they get into it and they're like, oh, okay, I do want to do something My else. thing is, if I could, when I have kids, uh, when they're in high school, they're going to learn a trade. I don't know, care what, at mm-hmm. least a trade, you're going to learn plumbing skills, something that you can use once you're out of school. Like, you can make some money, like, if you if you want to, because I'm not going to supply. I'm having that conversation right now. My daughter is 17. Mm-hmm. And this year she will she will turn eighteen this year. And I told her, even if you don't want to go to college, you got you have to do something. You have to do something. I don't Mm -hmm. even care if it's a regular rinky deep job. And then you go, you find a little art class or Mm -hmm. journalism. She likes to write and draw and things like that. But do something. That's the only way you're going to discover what it is you want to do. Exactly. And say, friends, when you start doing that and you figure out, oh, I don't like this. Okay, cool. Yep. Do something else. It's not the end of the world. I'm not exactly. going to sit here and tell you you'll get a four-year degree or figure out what you want to do for the rest of your life. Because to be honest, everything I wanted wanted to do, I was I did that by the time I was 25. And mm-hmm. then I wanted to switch it up and do something different. Even now, when I go and turn 35 or 40, I can imagine I'm going to want to do something exactly. different. So. I think that's the thing, it. though. Like, I was listening to this uh, motivation thing. It talks about if you can change stuff in your life, change it. Like, if just oh, yeah. change it. Do something different. Like, don't just sit there and not want to do something different. Like, just. Or complain. Exactly. Like, oh, let me not get started on complaining. You don't. Because <laughs> I think it's pointless. Like, what do yeah. we complain? Like, either you're happy yeah. or you're not. Mm-hmm. And then if you're not happy, are you going to change it? Exactly. Mm. And if you're not going to change it, then let's talk about something else. Right. Mm-hmm. And I will say that to them in their face because mm-hmm. we're not about to really just sit here and do this. Let's talk about solution. Because mm-hmm. at the end, I mean, at the end of the day, we all going to perish. Like that, mm-hmm. we all have the same ending. Mm-hmm. I really don't want to spend that time, you know, not liking my life. That's stupid. And it really is. So with all of this happening, what was you've had to have some like. Not, I want to say issues, but trials and tribulations. Like, what was the hardest <coughs> thing during this road that you've been down? Yes, I've had extremely hard. <laughs> um, being an entrepreneur is a very lo- lonely journey, mm-hmm. first and foremost. It's lonely within your family. It's lonely within your friends, especially when it comes to dating. Mm-hmm. Um, because for me, my, my goals and things that I really want to do really come first. Mm-hmm. Um, I struggle with having to try to find that balance because I was a young wife and mm-hmm. I was a young mother. Um, so those are my first initial struggles. Um, I lost my mother and my mother passed away in front of me. So that was one of the biggest triggers mm-hmm. that I've dealt with. Um, then I didn't, I didn't deal with grief. And I didn't deal, I didn't know how to communicate. And I was a late bloomer, so when I left my marriage, I wanted to, you know, just have a lot, a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So I was, it's a lot of, I had to experience life and then try to stay focused on my dreams all at the same time. That in itself was a struggle. Raising children, helping them be, you know, their best selves. 
but I'm still in my 20s for the mm-hmm. most part when my children are growing up, so I'm still having to discover who mm-hmm. I am. Um, I mean, it's so many different things. I've had people try to destroy my name, to take my company, destroy my company, copy my ideas. Um, it's just so many different things that you experience in this journey, mm-hmm. professionally and personally. The, at the end of the day, the only thing that I do to get through it is I, I focus on the end game, the goal itself. Does this make me happy? Mm-hmm. Cool. Does it make me happy? I ain't bad. Everything else, it don't really matter. It don't. Wise words from a intelligent woman, guys. And it doesn't mean ignore my my I, my family or my loved yeah. ones or not date. I have really mastered the, how to balance. Like, how do you do that? Because I'm at this point where it's like I don't care, especially the dating wise. Like, I just feel like no one is going to honestly understand mm. why I'm doing what I'm doing. Like, no one's grasping it. So I'm like, I just don't care anymore. It, I mean, it comes with just time, spending time, time being spent, mm-hmm. um, time being a factor, time, 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 and communication. So communicating with that person, mm-hmm. spending time with that person, and then allowing time to That's the problem. I ain't got over. enough time like, for that. You got time. time. No. You can make time. And See, maybe honestly, that's the yes. problem. Honestly, that just means that it's something that you do not want. I don't. I know because I've been there, done, and got that T-shirt. <laughs> I've been single by, for choice. I've been single by choice for four years now. Not because I have not been asked. Mm-hmm. Not because I have not been dating. I date plenty. There's just limits to what I want to do. But I'm very honest with how I do that. Mm-hmm. I think that people are not really honest with their intentions with that person. That's where the whole friction starts. Mm-hmm. And then when you find yourself trying to you know, bond with someone mm-hmm. and they don't really like the things that you're doing or they're complaining about the things that you're doing, Honestly, then what are we doing? Exactly. Mm. Like, we don't even have to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't have to be any negative exchanges or negative energy. You don't have to dislike what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. We can just not do this. Not That's be around. That's my thing. Mm-hmm. Like, especially we in the beginning stages of dating, and I'm allowing you to get to know me. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like it, leave me alone. Yeah. yeah. Like, let's not even make the... People will try to make you feel bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the whole situation. Yeah. Mm. And for me... That type of importance comes with time. Mm-hmm. So I don't care about your feelings. I don't care if you're mad. I don't care if you I, I genuinely don't. Yeah. I'm wanting you to just care off jump. Why? When I start asking why, why should I do this? Maybe in the feelings. They get like, upset. This is true. But look, come on, let's keep it 100. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to. And until I want to give you a little bit more or yada, 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 that's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Not because you throwing a tantrum. Mm. Amen. So... How so? Okay, I know I said a lot. <laughs> no, it's totally fine. It's totally fine. We all so, taking it in. We're basking in the great. You're, I, I understand. Like, so your dating life and your relationship life. Do you put that into your romance novels, or is that oh, totally yeah. separate? Like, all my stories are inspired by experience. Okay, so your romance, so romance novels. To me, I grew up on Zane, so to me, that's Zane. What you know about Zane? Yeah. You too young to be reading Zane. Right. Yes, Who I just, openly admit that. Oh, I grew up reading Zane. I did. What was your mama? Right. Well, so okay, <laughs> she's probably gonna listen to this. So I had a I had a friend who was like super fast. My mom did not um, like her, wow. and her mama would read Zane books for book clubs. So she would okay. bring them in, and we would take the covers off of them and read wow. them, and put different covers like young adult ones, and put wow. them on there. Wow. And we were reading them in Sneaky. middle school. So I was like in like eleven, twelve, seventh grade, seventh nice. grade until so, high school. I was reading it. You need your butt whoop. 
Yeah. Did but... y'all see that? That was actually a really good trick to change the cover. Because <laughs> I loved, I would go through, so I was, I still love to read. Like, I would finish, like, from young age, I'd finish books, like, in a week or something uh-huh. like that. So I was reading yeah. through them. Like, and then she would never, she would, yeah. that, I'd be and then it would go from there, and then I would take my mom's books, was, um, The Coldest Winter? The Coldest Winter ever. Oh, man, yeah. that threw me for a loop yeah, at a young age, that reading was, that. that. That's I was the like, classic, Fly Girl, that's the classic. I started reading Fly yeah. Girl, would go uh, to the library I, I and rent all of those, and then I started venturing off to the hood romance ones, and I was like, <gasps> Oh my gosh, I want that so bad. I have books in all of those genres. I have a street fiction I love. novel. I have an erotic <laughs> series. And then I have a YA novel. Yeah. And then I have um, drama and romance. Again, all those things I have experienced. And especially when I have, like, with the erotic series, it's called mm-hmm. Plain James. One of my most favorite ones I've ever, ever, ever written. I'm about to read these now. Because creating, like... Because for me, I love, love, love sex. Mm-hmm. I think that sex is such a beautiful thing mm-hmm. when it's done correctly. Yes. And I think that men are sometimes disconnected. Because I'm still trying to meet these men in these Zane books. And I, it's getting, where mm-hmm. they at? Are they, because I, now, like, I mean, nowadays when it comes to con- the connections aren't there. Mm-hmm. Like how we talk and how we just communicate is not really Mm-mm. manifesting in the way that we used to. So mm-hmm. our mental isn't being stimulated. And men need to understand that that's really where we kind of connect with you. A lot. You know I mean, we're trying to be in love. No. I just had this conversation with friends the other day. Like, oh, she wanted connection. She was want to get, no, maybe she was bored, sir. Yeah. Maybe you just weren't that interesting. Maybe she's just asking for more so that she just she can keep the interest. Because for there. me, what I get a connection is like he's real quiet, and my <laughs> biggest turn on is listening to a guy that's passionate about something talk yes. about it. And if they can talk, I had one they can biggest be talking cr- about breaking wood or yes. building a house. But when you see them so passionate about it, and they're they're always talking to you about it or something they've learned, <laughs> you see it, and it's just like, oh my goodness, like you like something besides. I right. just look now at that's me. A turn on. That I conversation. Yes. Is a turn on. We could just be talking about anything. Yes. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's bros out there that do that, you know. That's them like the mind. You know, I wrote a book about that, a poetry book, you know. Oh, yeah, that's right. You be know. easy. Yeah, you know. Go ahead and tell them about it. Do the book no, drop. Ain't no book drop. You just got to connect with them on the mental level. You know, oh, the physical the physical level is always going to be there, but, you know, can no, you. No, it's not. Can you st- I'm not, I'm not always not gonna always be there. But I'm saying it's, it's a be there for a time, but at the end of the day, you got to find something more that's going to stimulate you. The mental starts first, and then the physical. I yeah, yeah, I know that's what I'm saying. God damn, can I speak? Y'all ask me. Y'all talking about something. I'm being quiet, and I start okay, to speak. But yes, like <laughs> it's easy for somebody to look at somebody. Oh my god, it look good. But yeah, who, I don't care about all that. Like, what you talking about? Like, can we hold a conversation more than 20 minutes? You know what I'm saying? Can we actually go out here and, and go to the high museum, look at some Basquiat art, and we can have an intellectual conversation whether you know about Basquiat or not? You know? See, I wouldn't, but see, I would like somebody to not mind me being inside the high museum, acting country. That, do you? Be you? Be, be, be because you? Because that's just me. I'm like, ooh, what's that? Well, I don't never have right. like, that's just your own, me, though. But that's how it's supposed to be. Everybody goes to myself. the museum don't mm-hmm. know about art. At Majority all. of people that go to the museum don't know anything about art. They just go because it's a it's something that's something entertaining, to something to do, and somebody invited them to do it. And then they maybe get inclined to be like, oh, I do, I do want to learn more about Romeo Bernardo, you know, you know, just saying a couple of different people that I saw today when I went to the high museum. <laughs> I was like, wow, he really knows all right. these artists. Yeah, yeah, I know a little oh. bit, you know. I just went there, y'all. Uh, like studying I know people are before then, you know, uh, a little gene, you know. Uh, 
Mary Jane. Actually, gonna do like an art exhibit too during Black Lives Weekend. I want to get those type of artists. I'm gonna be up in everything this summer. Every event, he gonna with me. He, you gonna be mad because we gonna everything. We've already agreed on we're gonna do everything. No, we're going every everywhere. That's fine. Y'all going to ABFS? Sure. I don't know what that is, but sure. It's in Miami. American Black Film Festival. Oh, oh no, I don't know about that yet. No, I don't know about that one. Anything in here within in Georgia. Georgia? Yes. Uh, really? We're going to Spain. We're going to uh, Vegas next year. Uh, or this year. We're going to Vegas, Vegas this year for what you call it. And um, something else we're supposed to be doing too. Something else. Everything will be done once someone fixes the website. <laughs> when it finishes Gotta up. Fix it. Finish fix it. it. My bad. My bad. My bad. Right. My bad. So, how. I, you know what's crazy is I've always wanted to be a writer, but that's not my passion. That's not my my goal and everything. What would you give young writers just now starting? What, would, what type of advice would you give them? You want some insight. Hmm. Well, my advice would be is to create stories in the way that in which you want to. Don't try to create a story based off of a, a great book that you read or in a way that you hope that people are going to get. Mm-hmm. I think that when you find your unique way of telling your story, you will get, you begin to stand out and, and kind of be honest and true in that. There are thousands and thousands of books that come out every week. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that means that the, the pool and the options of, of books for people to read, it's a lot. It's massive. It's not the same like it was when I first came out. So not only create and write unique stories, um, but then you yourself are unique. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to break that down in layman terms. No one else has your face. No mm-hmm. one else has your voice. No one else is you. Mm-hmm. That's what makes you unique. Find a way for people to gravitate to that. Find a way for people to see that um, and and expose that more and more and more so mm-hmm. that you can build that influence, that you can build that audience. And just stay consistent. Mm-hmm. There's no timeline in this. There's no right answer in this. Um, there's no magic trick or no magic wand. The only key to success is consistency. Mm. That, That's the key. That it really is, though. Consistency really is the key. The yep. more consistent to you everything. Because if you don't even have to be talented. Because there's you, a lot no. of people that No, they just work hard. They yep. just work and they, hard. And they outwork the people that do have it. Yep. <laughs> and that's just about it. Just be consistent. Yeah. Um, consistent I, at being consistent. Oh. I Somebody's had, phone is going off. Wow. I'm trying to, this, this is a I'm reality statement. Like, we keep, y'all keep it real. Learn it, learn it easy. Look, I'm We're not keeping old, the real goes trying wrong. to learn these new phones. <laughs> We're keeping the real goes wrong. You know, Dave Chappelle. <laughs> yes. Rhonda House went to the new, you know, he, he had look at little situations and stuff about, you know, going stuff and about with one lady. She was like an employee of the government and um, she had went uh, out one night and had, uh, what was it? She had a, uh, Oh, yeah, somebody, no, she was at home, and somebody called her phone by accident, so she was like, I don't like people playing on my phone. So it was just like, when keeping it real goes wrong, because she could have easily been like, okay, somebody just called my phone, I ain't worried about it. But then she went out and found out who it was, thought her boyfriend was cheating on her with somebody else that called, went to the people's house and destroyed the lady's car, and found out, come to find out her brother would work for the FBI or something, then she went to jail and got beat up. It's a very good segment. God damn, it's a lot. Yeah. Deja Pell, <laughs> baby. Left. When keeping it real <laughs> goes wrong. Yay, yay. <laughs> So one of the, this is so, it's off track, but it isn't. So I remember I had a professor, super weird guy, and he told me, tell me if this is true. I don't know if you guys would know this. What? But he was saying people, there's some people who read that don't have their voice in their head when they read. I've never heard that. 
that don't have a voice in their head when they read. So when don't, you're don't reading have inside, voice. like when you're not reading out loud, like you can. It could be possible. Yeah, so it's like say if I read a book, I don't hear my voice. I hear somebody else's voice. No, you yeah. don't hear anything. Like you're saying, you don't hear anything. Like you don't. Like you're just reading. I imagine. I imagine that maybe it's possible. I think that's really weird. But then again, there are people that you know don't dream in color. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. Some people don't dream at all. Some people are deaf. They've never heard anything, so maybe they don't hear something. Yeah, um, then you have blind people. Yeah, you know they've never seen certain things, so then they have when they dream. Although they may be able to create a sound, mm-hmm. what is the image that they see? So I imagine it is true. Sometimes I have to ask people because I'm like in my head, I'm like, what? I definitely read. It'd be my voice. Yeah, it's my. It's definitely, definitely my, my voice, voice when I read. Yeah, it'd be some different voice. Like I read, too, read. Sometimes. You know, sound like I'm in the pages with it. I, I go away with the book. I travel with the book. I am the book. I read the book. One so. with the book. I am one with the book. You can always see him with a book. Yep. One of my favorite books that, one of my favorite, see, I like when, sometimes I like when books become movies, but then when the movie isn't like the book, I am distraught. And one It's of, never going to be like it's that. It's never. And you know, it's crazy. I think a lot of people can agree if you've read Twilight. Um, it was a good, it was, she, whack. she did the good. Book. The book was good. The book was way better than the movie, but everybody who read the book can tell you Bella from the book was not exactly what like everybody else kind of made sense of the characters but when it came to Bella everybody was like this is not her at all this is totally off I mean, so I, I mean unfortunately books I think Twilight was like four or five hundred pages it was like a really big book yeah and then the movie was probably about two hundred pages so yeah. you gotta really and then right. you have to condense it mm-hmm. so everything you can't put I, everything in with, it within any book Almost only a fraction of that, maybe about 30, 40% of the story mm-hmm. would end up being an actual film. And then the film could be embellished or changed for it so that the flow can make sense. As a writer, so, yeah. would you? how would you feel your book becomes a movie and they're like, okay, we can change this, that, this, and this? I'm, I mean, I'm in that space now with mm-hmm. the script that we're developing and I get it mm-hmm. only because... You know, I'm on, I just got to make sure that the story at the end of the day, that the story I'm trying to get across in the book is the same story that's going to get across on the screen. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm trying to make sure. So, it, it's, for me, it's more so, um, you know, nitpicking at your baby, mm. you know, and trusting somebody with your child. And you're like, nah, but they also know best, so you're mm-hmm. trying to consider some of their, their choices, but it's a struggle. But then again, that is the process. That really is the process, but it's a struggle. Who are some of your top um, authors that you really look up to? Oh, man. Right now, I like Nick Stone. Uh, I think she's a really dope chick, and how she creates her stories, and and how she even presents herself and her image, like this punk rock type mm-hmm. chick. I like her a lot. Um, I also like Angie Thomas, because I like where her career is headed. Um, she's now being able to take a lot of her stories to the big screen. Um, and then who else do I like? Um, it's a lot of YA writers currently, and then I've always admired Terry McMillan. She is the reason why I said I wanted to move to Atlanta and be a novelist. Um, when I discovered that she was a black woman writing books, and mm-hmm. her books were becoming movies. That was very abnormal, so she was my biggest inspiration. Um, and then other than that, I'm too busy creating or teaching yeah. writers and creators. I don't really read as much anymore. 
Um, but if I had to say, those would be the people I would say that currently motivate and inspire me. That's like the same with rappers. The rappers we had on here and stuff. When they're when it comes to making their music or they're creating and stuff, some of them don't listen to yeah. music like they usually do. And they just don't. They're like, when I'm creating, this is it. I just don't have time for it. So it's good to see that a lot of people forget that there's so different there's different types of media when it comes to art and writing yep. is one of them because it form. is it is very hard to capture someone with words with words and it's especially today's to society yeah especially Word. depending on how you tell the story that's mm-hmm. why when you can leave a movie it's like oh that oh, it was good it was so well written you can break down so many different scenes and then there's other ones you're like mm, that didn't make sense mm-hmm. or it was just boring or dry or the ending was incomplete whatever the case may be writing really is a talent yes it's like um to like singing and how people you know have um singing coaches and they yeah. train their voices for their voices to be stronger and stronger writing is the same you should be practicing your writing you should be reading you should be studying um you should be challenging yourself because yeah. it is an art form everybody named mama unfortunately is putting out a book and they're i was not just writers. about to say that like so how does that it's happen if you're put out. if you're famous or something and you have a book coming out so do they do so I just never understood it so do the famous people write their stuff or do they go to talk to someone and that person writes it and yeah either or because it depends on if that if that celebrity knows how to convey and write the story okay but for the mm-hmm. most part they do have ghost writers mm-hmm. and and the ghost writer depending on that that writer's talent see now that's a talent in itself mm-hmm. being a ghost writer it doesn't just mean that you can write because somebody's telling you something to write. You really have to connect with the subject. Mm-hmm. You have to get to know the subject. You got to do research. You got to understand how you. Then you got to plot. So sometimes people even put together like a story bible and they break the story down mm. to make sure that they're hitting all the points. There's an overall plot, and it's, the plot overall comes together. So it's a it's a process even to ghostwriting. Mm-hmm. You got to spend time with the person that you know that, exactly. that you're writing the story about. It's, so that's a talent in itself, but writing really, really requires a lot of talent. But unfortunately, just like all the other industries, and I think the film industry was the last to kind of get overly saturated. Mm-hmm. But because the internet allows us to just put out anything. Yeah. They, they make everybody feel like they're a boss. Yep. Everybody can dance. Everybody can sing. Everybody can write. Everybody can act. Everybody can just do whatever. Yep. And that's really not the case. But, however, I think it's great that people are taking those chances. Mm-hmm. Just when you do take those chances, take it seriously. Yeah. Don't put out garbage. Don't try to manipulate the system or manipulate the industry. Just, you know, do good work. Like, put out good work. And that's pretty much it. That's all I have to say about that. Because there's one book. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't going to say nothing. I was like, yeah, I was agreeing. Because I, I was going to comment when you said about the writing piece. Um, that's how I was gonna say about the movie that's about to come out the uh, photograph with um, Issa Rae and uh, Lakeith Stanfield because when I was in the, when I seen when I I like you I like you by the way so if you I shouldn't even came today I should I shouldn't have to be here okay I'm sorry go ahead I was putting my I just buy it right now y'all can just finish the interview I don't have nothing to say no more listen go ahead yeah but what I was gonna say was um. It looked like it's gonna be a good movie from the uh, previews. It seemed like it was well written. Like it's actually uh-huh. a, a love story that I want to watch, and I typically don't even watch romance movies or love stories. And um, you know, given my current situation, you know, I definitely don't want to be watching stuff like go. that. But I, I actually want to see this. I don't know who I'm gonna take. Um, you can take me. I'm, you know, because I'm a single man now in these streets. I know. Yeah. I just said I can take me instead. Yeah. Uh, you she's... know, when you put put that out into the atmosphere, what? it becomes true. What's that? Singleness. <laughs> 
Jumping back into that full swing. I mean, it is what it is. I can't call it. Shut up, Ashton. I know she, I know she got something to say. But neither here nor there. I thought like that movie's gonna be great, and I'm definitely dying to see it because it looks it look like it's just like you don't I don't see know. black love romance movies. No, like that that's, on and the that's like a good one like too. That. It feel like like I don't know. They they just capture like an essence of it, and I can just this their relationship with the mother, not a like you know, like and Love Jones. Man, that's a great movie. Like, now Love Jones, people, if y'all ain't never seen Love Jones, that's like, I can watch that movie all day. Yeah, because it, it it really epitomizes what you go through when you try to get with somebody, date somebody, the, the ups and downs are going to come, the feelings, the emotions, it encaps everything. And then, then it's yeah, like... That's why I don't want to do it. You know, then it, stuff. See, now that I've known, the older I get, the more I'm like, so all y'all friends? Everybody friends with everyone? That's the point I don't like. Like, I don't... What you mean? Like, there's fr- Like, I... So... Uh-oh, break <laughs> it down. Yeah, yeah, let's break this down, because what you mean? Like, it's so small. Like, the dude I know... Or was talking to knew another dude, mm-hmm. the another dude liked him, who's his friend. Mm-hmm. Like it's just small little groups that I've noticed. Like it's it's like everyone's connected somehow, some way, and I don't like that because then everybody it's in everybody's business just a little bit. Yeah, I get mm, that. That that can be possible. I guess it really depends. I'm on trying it. to like step out of that because this is the first. This last year was the first year I dated people within my age group because usually I date like 35 and up. Right now, they my age group. I'm like, which oh, is 27. Okay, 27 to 25. I tried that. I'm not gonna do that ever again. We're gonna go back up. Yeah, don't go under. Go I, tr- I tried one time, just one time, and he was like, "Let me not talk about it. He might listen to it." Oh, but yeah, it's it. it's um, <laughs> but t- talking about the movie, we don't see it. Like we don't see romance movies with black couples and also yeah. of dark skin tone dark skin. but yeah it's just it's good to see that it's good to see that because you just don't you it don't is, see and it i can't wait to see it and and it reminds me of a story that i wrote back in 2015 mm-hmm. um and this is the story that i'm, I'm adapting to screenplay it's called the worst i didn't say mm. and so it challenges people on how to love fearlessly mm. um but to be honest with it. Mm-hmm. Often we're not really being honest with our emotions. Exactly. Or we're trying to be tough or what. So all these things just go unsaid. And, and time kind of, people have to assume. Mm-hmm. And so when you assume, you know, all these things are going on in your head, you're kind of going this way and going the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I love the fact that that movie is coming out. I love the fact that now there's way more black books and black stories being yes. told. Like even Queen of Slim. That was a great film, movie. I thought. Okay, um, can we? Everybody seen Queen of Slim? Yeah. yeah. There's a certain part I was like, okay, no one under, no one got that they never said their names through the whole movie. I told my dad, I was like, they never, yeah, said, their they never said their names. Never said their names. I wonder what that was supposed to mean or something they like that. They want no. first date. I know they met. And they never, yep, or something. Yeah. never said anything. We know that she was a lawyer. Yep. Yeah. Um, I didn't think it was gonna go the way it went. Like when when they got pulled over by the cops. I don't know. I, I just feel like the way America sometimes paints, you know, black movies, like he was just going to be the aggressor. He was going to do something to get the, the police agitated. But he was just, like, really being calm. He didn't have anything. Like, they, it, it was like he was just just regular. And then she was just and like, she was and she was the one She was the one that was, like, initiated everything. He, was, be, he would, was just like, nigga, what? I would have been. But honestly, it's a movie, too. Yeah. That is true. So that we, is. So we, it's supposed to be entertaining. It so damn some sure of the was. things may not be, you know, so 
mm-hmm. real, but then again, Sandra Bland was attacked and murdered. Exactly. Because she was aggressive exactly. and she was talking back to the officer, you know, sharing the same energy that she, he was giving her. Mm-hmm. And that ended in the, that had a deadly ending to it as well. There's been like multiple cases yeah. where they aren't even aggressive. And exactly. They're still getting shot. So I yeah. think that kind of like made people be like, oh, okay. And you know what's crazy? I didn't really hear any white people reviews about this movie. Well, of course they didn't. What are they going to review about? I don't know if they probably even saw, but the, the numbers in the box office, oh, they the did movie great. made, they did great. Yeah. They did excellent. They made more than enough of their money back. And then they had a big budget. It's mm-hmm. like a $20 million budget. I really? Go ahead, Lena Wade. She they did like a good she's job. She's getting her movies greenlit. And she's getting that's, an old girl, that's an old girl from Chicago, ain't it? Chi-Town. Yep. I'm not gonna lie though, the end, I don't know why, but I cried. I was trying to figure out why am I crying. Like I cried because at first I'm like that nigga was a turncoat. With the gold grill. (laughs) No, not that. I figured. I, I knew that was well, I didn't happen. know yeah. it was going to be just him, obvious. but I knew something like that was going to happen. His whole energy was off. When yeah. they... Just bad. I thought they were and just going to arrest him. Mm-hmm. You could just he tell. Really he, he was like one of them niggas just going to do what he's going to do for him. Because all skin folk ain't kin folk. Yep. Yes, they say that. Even the, that type of Negro reminds me, and those are still... Those niggas still around. Negroes still exist. Every day. Where you ain't do shit your whole life. Nope. Like, you, you're, you, the way that you live is... Below poverty, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't like you have to, the, the grill in your mouth. Even your appearance ain't even presentable. And that's but then you take this opportunity when you can to destroy yep. another black person. How dare you, mm-hmm. you fucking weirdo! Mm-hmm. Like that's how I feel about it. Those made me, I would, and that's why that I try was to. Just, mm-hmm. Those sometimes Touch a nerve. those type of people is just that's unnecessary. Very. I had that conversation with someone and it was a black guy. He was like, "I want to see all my kings and queens prosper." Talking about black people, I was like. I have uh, people like the ones you're explaining. I try to tell them, I was like, well, some of them really don't see the king in themselves and aren't really king. Yeah. And I try to tell them, like, everyone isn't a king and a queen. He's like, yes, they are. I'm like, look. No, they're not. No, some they're not. Are they don't want to be. Some of them don't want to be. Yeah, they it's just, just are. Think they, but it's not. Yeah. yeah. It's not. It's, it's, everybody it's, loves it's a to mindset. say that. It's, yeah. a, it's a personal respect. It's value. Yes. Um, it's being intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, it's adding greatness to society. Like it's being productive. Like, exactly. A lot of people are just not really kings and, and, and queens. They don't protect their bodies. They don't. They don't respect themselves. They don't respect their history. Their their upbringing. Um, they don't do nothing. <laughs> they really <laughs> they don't, don't, do, don't do, do anything. You just sit there like so, Nathan. Oh, okay. Don't do Nathan. Uh, some yeah. people are, are, are what they call them pawns. Yes. Yeah. P a w n s. Pawns. I think y'all should do one episode about people discovering and being okay if they are naturally just workers. A lot of people aren't and really built. To there be are. You would be surprised. There. I yeah. had this conversation. People got to play their role. Trying to play. I was trying to uh, for a new job. They would have marked us. It was slavery. She worked us from beginning to end. No break. Whatever. But we were talking, and I found out they two black guys were like. I don't see why people want to quit their 401k and whatchamacallit and be entrepreneurs. Like, why would you do that? Why would you want to work for yourself? Like, you have a good job. You have this. You have money. Just stay at that job. And he was dead set on, like, that is what he's meant to do is just do that job and just do that work. Like, that's it. And they're out there. Some people, that's... people are just straight workers. That's what they are. I mean, that's their role in life. That's like our... Everybody everybody ain't meant to be, like, a leader and a... And a, uh, and a president, like everybody has, they doesn't roll. Yes. At the end of the day, you, guys, okay. you still got to have people that's going to work and, and fund the business like, and going to do the work. Mm-hmm. Right. Everybody can't be the owner. Mm-mm. Right. If they, everybody the owner, everybody what the hell is going to get done? Right. right. It's just not going to work. 
And it, I mean, and it's okay. My mm-hmm. whole point is, if that's not what you want to do, mm-hmm. then don't do that. Right. Mm-hmm. If you're okay with that, that's great. Yeah, I'm exactly. talking about the ones that complain about Right. It. Why are you complaining? If you, okay, you've been at that job for 10 years. You tell me, I was like, ah, you ain't left yet. Yeah, you left. If I if I can play about jobs, that's wild. I'm going. That's find a way to love it. Look, that's I'm over here planning it. for my exit. I'm like, I'm out. Look, summertime, I'm man. Out. The two I'm week notice is the most beautiful thing you can ever give. Hello, good sir and good good ma'am. I would not be return be returning to this idiotic job. I See, hope you find another drone that can replace me. You sons of guns. Privilege being a nanny because I went in with a contract. Oh, you in a contract? I'm in a contract. Wow, I didn't know nannies had contracts. Being a nanny is also. Well, it's also my... F- I'm, I'm very sympathetic to parents, honestly, because oh, kids boy. are hard to raise. Yeah. Even one. Even two. <laughs> That's the Especially thing. Especially by yourself. Exactly. And having her her being... They're both workers. Like, they work their asses off, sales, and one's, like, in finance and gone. So, me saying, okay, hey, you got to go by, that's not possible at all. Like, I got to give them, like three to four weeks notice for right. them to plan to a new nanny who needs to come in and adjust to the kids' schedule and stuff like that. But, like, me, I already told you. To you. S- you know, mm-hmm. these, those type of situations don't last forever. Oh, anyway, no. So. No, no, no. I didn't think she gets it, too, because I'm over here. I've been kind of cutting corners. I'm like, all right, you know how to walk? You're about to be talking? I think I did a good job. Trying to get him out the way. <laughs> like, good look, job. Come on, you're about to be at school. Straight off topic, y'all ever had Gus's Fried Chicken? Yes, it's actually really good. When we say good, I was asking a question because somebody had mentioned it to me, and I saw (laughs) I I passed by the other day because I know they have a different location. I was in Shambly, and I passed. I watched it. Gus is watching. I said, I've heard of this. It's in Shambly now. And I wanted to stop there that day, but I was too late. Oh wow! I mean, but is it like when it's good? I mean, like is it like seasoned? Is it delicious? Is it crispy fried chicken or it's good? I mean, it's seasoned. I've been turned off from. I call that slave food. You haven't had this fried chicken? Yeah, that's slave fried food. Chicken. Ooh, Lord. That's a whole nother episode. You, 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 didn't, you, didn't, you no. haven't tried Gus's before? Nah. No, she oh. said she don't do the fried chicken. Oh, no, I do, but I've been turned off because I went to African American History Museum in Washington, D.C., the national yeah, one. Yeah, that was great. Their right food now. was, it was all of it was slave food, but it was like <laughs> slave food for white people. No salt, no seasoning. What? So, yes, the fried chicken was crispy, but there was no seasoning no in it. No seasoning. Mm-hmm. And I think it was catering to the Caucasians. So Gus is pretty good then. Yeah, yeah okay. there's always lines. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I'll be only paying attention, to, like, cause I ain't really no soul food eater. Like, I'm I'm from the south, but all I need is some yams on my plate. That's all I need, you know, just mac and the, cheese. We literally collard greens. We, we talk about food once this every episode. This is it. It's overrated as hell. It's what is it? The one in College Park. Who is it? This is you know. This is it. I forgot she ain't from. She ain't from me. I forgot. What is it? You from? This is you from Denver, Colorado. I forgot. All y'all had was blandness. Bland Donalds, uh, Bland Bland <laughs> We got first of all, She's Colorado black got person. fire Mexican food, which y'all. There's don't no have Mexican people here. in Colorado. It's only yes, Caucasian there is. people. Yeah, I got, Stop excuse it. me. I told you I was from Texas. Yeah. No, ma'am. You have Tex-Mex food. We have the best Mexican food. Period. That's Tex-Mex. Texas is Tesco. Tex-Mex. Texas is really whatever it is. It's Spanish food, Mexican but, food. But yeah, because Texas is, is in itself Mexico within itself. They are. You know, the Colorado Mexico. is like predominantly white. Latino. Yes, I know they're no, white. Yes, there's a big Latino community in there. Oh, okay. Yeah, Colorado is, Colorado is, is definitely ninety percent white. Spanish. Say what now? Colorado means colorful in Spanish. Okay. 
Oh, for real? Yeah. I didn't know that. Colorado's really, there's white folks, but it's really big. Like, we have a big Mexican population. Like, that is I grew up in, to the, me. I was hanging out with, the, with the, um, like, gang member Mexicans it will beho- and it will, stuff. Yeah, that's, wow. I thought I was it will, it will, it will behoove them well, to show that different. Mexican food, yeah. It will behoove them to show us that because, no, we know, Mexican we think food. of Colorado, like, we think like, of just Like elote, like Mexican, right. like, uh, whatchamacallit, the Mexican, like. Hey, Holmes, the low riders. Like the candy. So we grew up don't so. Don't do that. Ooh, don't do that. So we grew up, like, our Mexican, like, Mexican candy, like the corn. And yeah, the you, 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 you told me about some of that stuff. That. You brought me back some. That kind of makes sense because even Vegas, you know, they have a lot, they have a good, strong mm-hmm. Spanish So basically, imagine California. And they do that. Yeah. walk down the street with the. The street food. Thing. Yeah, street food. Yeah. Like, Mexican street food. There's a bunch yeah. of places over there off of Buford Highway. That's why I love. Oh, yeah. They got a lot. They got a lot. They got a lot over there. But if you want, like, real authentic, like, Mexican $2, dollar taco, Unfortunately, I found one. It's all the way in Lawrenceville. They be too, they be too small though. Yeah, but that's the point. Like so back big. home, you they're only taco. like they're only a dollar fifty. Back home, they're a dollar fifty. We get like twelve. That's the, that's the spot you go after to like that makes instead me of hungry. so instead go of eat. us going to Waffle House, we would go to the Mexican joints. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all we got is Waffle House after hours around here. Unfortunately, and that should be trash. China, oh, that's the place we were thinking about earlier when I was in my meeting. Chinese Buddha, everybody be going to. They had a, they had a, yeah. but they had a score of forty like that's a little while ago last year. They had like a fifty. I like that. Oh yeah, they, they like, always felt like, like, like that. Was y'all niggas giving me over there? But I ain't, you I ain't know, ugly places be having really good food. They do. But it's, no, what happened? Don't put pride in it or what happened? No, what 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 happened was <laughs> like uh, you know they because you know Chinese food is is, is a dog and cat. So what happened was. Like they had a couple, yeah. they had a couple stray dogs that that was new to the neighborhood. <laughs> they got caught up in some things. They didn't know what was going on, and then like, like then we had a couple of uh, food people going there. And was like, hey, why are these dogs in here? You know Boy, what I'm saying? Y'all sitting, at the, sitting at the table, not cooking dogs. You know, dogs up there sitting at the table, cats meowing in the back. You know what I'm saying? All you hear is a fire, fire, fire. you know. It's That's just, racist. It was, it's special, huh? Don't be doing that. No, too er, I mean everybody knows that. Like it's 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 not a new. The texture of the chicken is not chicken at Chinese restaurant. It's different. When I eat chicken, <laughs> it is. And, you know what I'm saying? So it that, that, let, that let you know right then and there that's not. But they also chicken. they cut it up differently. No, they it's don't cut it up. up different. Oh, it's cut up because it's cut up from rats. It's cut up from dog. It's cut up from cats. It's cut up from that well, possum in the back. And it's good too, you ain't it? Talking about chicken and stuff, but do, do you not know that a lot of these boneless nuggets and boneless wings you grind up? Eat? Yeah, I know. I can tell y'all. Some of these know. Some of these y'all be eating all these wings out. I eat whole chicken. They're pigeon wings. Okay. I got one in the car right now. Finna season it up. Had 10, 12 legs on them. Those bio I don't chickens. eat chicken. Yes. I don't eat chicken. You don't eat you wings. Just, <laughs> boy, shut up. You just said. <laughs> you losing. You lost. I won. Now, we eating after this, though, because now I'm hungry. Uh, exactly. So, I, I, Speak I has made something. us hungry. I ain't make nobody nothing. So, yeah. go ahead and drop all your social media so people can find you and everything. Yeah. So, I'm really easy to find, guys. My um, social media is my name, Tamika, with an I, T-A-M-I-K-A. And my last name is Newhouse. Like, I bought a new house. So, all together is Tamika Newhouse. It's on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Twitter. Shut up. (laughs) Uh, My website is TamikaNewhouse.com. Um, and then my award show, if you wanted to, you want to discover what the award show is about, go to the AAMBC Awards. That's A-A-M-B-C Awards.com or go to Black Writers Weekend. That should be really easy to remember, blackwritersweekend.com. 
Um, and yeah, that's about it. I really, really enjoyed this conversation. Me too. It's pretty dope. You're our first woman on here, and I'm really excited. I said, woo, woo, and I and I brought her on, and yes, as, he did. as, as and well he as keeps the, saying the rest that. of the women on here, I brought on as well for the rest of the month too. Mm, so I shout wonder out, why. Shout out to Speakeasy Group mm. for knowing people. Bringing bringing on a lot of women, huh? Now that he's single, Ooh. we're not even going to. I don't even want to talk about this. Let's, let's keep moving on. Hmm. So, uh, on that note, we're going to leave is out. Dimple, the dimples is coming Tamika, out. Give us, a, give us a song that is one of your favorites. I know you're a music lover as well. So, what's one song that you uh, always like to I like to hear to get yourself going? The, the Lord. Oh, it's a gospel song, ain't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Who's that song by? Mahela Jackson. What did he say? Oh, she sung gospel. He heard my Oh, she started off in the church. That's right. I'm tripping, tripping. Now I don't know how to sing though. You can hold sure a note. Can. Yeah, I can hold a note, but I don't know how to sing because the high note's about to come. And I'm about to start cracking, and I've been coughing a little bit. I'm going ahead and stop that. No, we're not doing. Y'all go ahead and look that up. That's on the Preacher's Wife soundtrack. Yes. Preacher's Wife. I never even watched that's that my, movie. That's well, my favorite ooh, album. You got some homework to do. All right, you guys. So what? This is it for Black Excellence Radio. It's been great. Go ahead, speak. Tell them where they can find you. Yo, yo, yo. You can find me at Fly McDirt. Well, uh, now you can find me at Speak Easy Griff on Instagram. Come on. Speak um, easy. and um, Black Excellence Radio. Follow us on Instagram as well. Ash, where can they find you? You can find me, A.O. Kush, on Instagram, and it's B-L-K-E-X Radio on Instagram. Follow us. Let us know how you like the interview. Subscribe. Tell your friend to tell a friend to tune into right. Black Excellence. Every Sunday, we're dropping it with some amazing, dope people. Yes, You're going to want to follow them and keep up with them on what they're doing. You're going to be motivated after these, just letting you know. I'm telling yeah. y'all, for real, for real. Y'all need to comment and let us know if y'all want to see somebody on here. Like, Just don't be shy and listen to the podcast and that be it. Say what you like. Say what you don't like. We, we take everything in consideration. Only the way we can get better is if you people let us know what's going on. Exactly. So from all of us here at Black Essence Radio, we wish you a great week and you guys be safe out there.